0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two, and I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood
1: so we can each define it for ourselves.
0: We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. So I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like everyone is having babies right now. Everyone. Oh boy. I mean, I'm so happy that I'm far past that, but today, Ami, my good friend Ami Song, you know her, Uh she just announced. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Chung just had twins. I
1: saw that. I'm like, girl,
0: twins? When? When did this happen? Yeah. She was really good about keeping it on the low. Who else? I mean, I feel like Jennim just had the baby. There's just a lot of creators that I follow that are now having babies. And it gets me really excited. But also, I'm like, ha ha ha. <laughs> Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> is that mean? I'm sorry, Ami, Jen, and Jamie if you're listening to this. But yeah, I I don't know what what it is. Maybe it was quarantine, COVID, people were just, you know, keeping busy at home.
1: <laughs> it but sounds all like it was a fun off. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, for it was either babies or dogs. I feel like everybody in my neighborhood got a dog, a cavapoo, you know, a
0: ship from Ohio. Or a separation.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, There were a few of those as well.
0: Yeah. So extremes, right? Yeah. But anyways. People
1: know know what they want.
0: Exactly. So today we are going to be talking about something that we feel very strongly about, which is bilingualism. There's a lot of talk about this, if it's possible, does it cause speech delay, et cetera, et cetera. So... We figured that we chat about it. I know yeah. Sarah, you're you're bilingual. i I'm mean trilingual. trilingual. I speak English, Spanish, and Korean. So how was that growing up?
1: It was fine. I it was great. I mean, I I grew up in Guatemala to Korean parents, and I went to American school. So I was actually immersed in all three languages every. So day. I I can't say that I learned it like how we learned it here at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of it was part of my everyday. It was part of how I communicated. I didn't learn it. Like, my kids are now learning Spanish because
0: they go to a language school and then they sit and learn the ABCs. But Spanish was your first language. Yeah. That is what you spoke in your household.
1: Yes, mostly. We mostly spoke Spanish because my parents were trying to learn Spanish, right, as Uh kind of immigrants to Spain and Guatemala. And... We also spoke Korean, though. I mean, my parents also spoke to me in Korean as much as they could, and I always went to Saturday Korean school. Did you? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: You are not Korean American, or not, I mean, you're not Korean American, but you're not Korean unless you've been to Saturday Korean school (laughs) for four
1: hours all day. (laughs) All day. Yeah. So I grew up, I actually grew up with all three languages at once, to be honest. I think it's different. I think what we're doing with our kids right now, which is they mostly, they're immersed in an English speaking country and culture and environment. And they maybe take what, I mean, my kids take an hour a week of Spanish, which is just so heartbreaking. I feel like I'm, I'm not, I'm really struggling with this. But
0: at your school, so let me kind of go back to when you were in Guatemala. So mm-hmm. were you guys learning English in school then?
1: I went to a bilingual elementary school in Guatemala, meaning Ah. 80% of the classes were taught in Spanish. And then there were two English classes, like the the English language classes. And that made that school bilingual. And it wasn't until middle school that I went to a full-blown American school. So I did- In Guatemala. In Guatemala. It was an American school for American families who were working in, in, in Guatemala. And they were all American. That's
0: so funny. That's me too. Well, you when to I went when I was in Korea, Korea, right? So, growing up, I mean, I grew up here in the states. I grew up in Texas, or I was born in Texas, grew up in California. I always forget
1: the Texas I know. thing. How yeah, do y'all.
0: I mean, I'm not really a Texan because I was literally there for a month, and we left to California, but then I moved to Korea when I was in third grade, and I lived there up until when I was in sixth grade. So mm-hmm. I think it was 94 to 97. Mm-hmm. And I was put into a American school. It was called Seoul Foreign School. So all of my teachers, all my classmates, not all classmates, but all the teachers were white, and mm-hmm. they all spoke English, which in hindsight now... I wish that I actually just got immersed into the Korean schools. But I know oh. how hard that would have been for my parents to kind of see me struggle through that. But I didn't learn a lick of Korean when I lived in Korea, which yeah. is so insane to me. Yeah. And- well, it's
1: insane to me. I come to Los Angeles and I meet Korean people who have lived in Los Angeles for 20 years and don't speak English. Kind of like the old, the older generation. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so a lot of it is what you're immersed in really.
0: Totally. I yeah. mean you could be living in America within like a Korean community and not have to speak they English. They don't speak English. It's yeah. so odd. Yeah. And if they do need to, they'll just call you or like their kids. <laughs> yeah, the kids. Like, hey, yeah. can you translate this for me? Yeah. But so how are you doing it at home then for uh, your kids? I like I said earlier. I am struggling
1: with ke- keeping up with this because, again, my kids just want to do ball things in their free time, like we talked about in the earlier episode. All of their free time is monopolized by balls. By balls. Put them in the net. Put them in the hole, put them over the net. So it just, you know, it, we haven't had a lot of time. And also... I want to, you know, support the things that they're interested in. So language has just come down yeah. in our priority list yeah, further, further down. And I, I, I feel really sad about it, to be honest. I want to get back on it and get them back into classes. We have been doing a one online class through a program called Spanish in Action. And they do that on the weekend for 45 minutes. Mm. But it's just, it's not
0: enough. I mean, it has to be. Kind of built into their everyday life, and that is the hardest part, right? So my kids, they actually speak fluent Mandarin. That's
1: amazing.
0: Which I'm so thankful for their grandpa, which is their their dad's dad, right? And grandpa helped me kind of raise the kids when they were younger because I was working a lot, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't speak. A lick of English.
1: Oh, so he's like, he's like that. Yes, he's oh, one of those. Like where what we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's
0: been in America, but has this Chinese community, so right. they don't really need to learn English, oh, right? Uh-huh. But then the girls were with him a lot mm-hmm. during kind of the early years, mm-hmm. so the only way that they could communicate with him mm-hmm. was in Mandarin. Oh,
1: that's amazing. In some yes. ways, that's it's a huge blessing. No, yeah. a huge blessing. Yeah. So
0: I kind of say that they're fluent. They're actually as fluent in Mandarin as they are in English. Oh,
1: that's amazing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, I mean, they don't speak it to me, obviously, because they know that I don't really understand it or speak it. But when I hear them talk to their grandparents or their dad, they don't really speak, to, speak it to their dad as well. But just to the grandparents, I'm like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> who are you? Where did this come from? That is so good for them. It's so good for
1: them to speak two languages.
0: Yeah, and it just gets me excited because I do think when kids are given the opportunity and there is some sort of structure and there is some sort of kind of daily routine around it, they pick it up really, really quick. They really do. But the hardest part is finding that daily routine. To stay consistent through the years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, I think, has been what I've struggled with. We were really good also when my kids were little, maybe up until year five. We were speaking Spanish at the house at least 50% of the time. And as, you know, they go to school and have start to get busy with other things, we've kind of dropped it. I mean, I try to speak to them in Spanish when I'm driving them to school as much do, as like, I can. Spanglish? We do Spanglish. <laughs> they the thing I I'm grateful they have a decent foundation and my hope is that as I bring it in when there are moments, like if they spend, you know, a month in Guatemala, like some of the Spanish will come up and things like that, that they can build on the foundation. But it's been hard. I remember when they were little, maybe I they I would have them watch TV in Spanish. So at least they could get it. It was like education and entertainment all together. That's like
0: what I do with Korean. I oh, watch really? my K-dramas uh-huh. or my Korean kind of like game shows. Yeah. Just so I could pick up on Korean a bit more. Yeah. I mean, it's just an excuse to watch, you know. <sighs> Korean, Korean I still, talent. I still yeah. have not watched Squid Games. I know that's all in Korean. But I I don't know. I, I think there's something about entertainment when done right, they could actually pick up on the language. And I actually uh, was listening to something. I think it was another podcast, somebody talking about bilingualism. And she mentioned how if you could find – you could actually teach – different languages to younger kids through music.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's funny, this is a kind of a bad example, but Chloe, she's almost seven now and she's obsessed with Blackpink and she sings their songs all in Korean. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do you know what they're saying? (laughs) Because I don't know what they're saying, but you're speaking Korean right now. You Uh know this is Korean, right? Uh And she's like, yeah, I I don't understand it, but she's actually singing the the words and the sounds, right? There's this one part in the Blackpink song that goes "hana turset." Mm-hmm. Do you know that song? I think it's like "How You Like That" or something. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, "How You Like That." Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And it's like "hana turset," and they 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 always say that line like randomly, like we're like just you know I don't know doing homework. And she'll be like "hana tour, <laughs> and she I mean she knows that it means one two three, but she picked that up from the Blackpink
1: song. Yeah. That so, happened with Sophia with BTS. I was trying my hardest for not to introduce K-pop to her and then she started to watch some of the BTS videos and then she started to do a lot of the sounds in, in Korean. She also does not really know what it means. And then I did find her going through the Korean workbooks that we have at home that we haven't touched in years and wanting to figure them out. So that's good. That's another thing like my son resists language a lot. but. The little one doesn't. She's ah. happy to do the lesson, the 45 minute lesson in Spanish. And like, she's really good about the workbook and all that. Whereas my first kid doesn't. So I have to do it with him. I have to do it like that with like entertainment or music or TV shows.
0: Have you ever woken up and looked in the mirror and said, whoa, why do I look so tired? Why does my skin look so dull? Well, I've been there. But the question is, where do I start? How do I get my skin to look bright and youthful and just alive? For me personally, one of my most used skincare ingredients is vitamin C. If you want your skin to look brighter and less dull, this is the answer. But sometimes it's really overwhelming with all that is out there. So let me introduce you to Matter of Fact. Matter of Fact is a new skincare brand that focuses on innovation, clinical efficacy, and straightforward information. They launch with a patent-pending vitamin C serum, which I love. It's able to deliver a truly stabilized, solubilized 20% concentration of azorbic acid to improve the appearance of skin dullness, discoloration, and fine lines and wrinkles. Literally music to my ears. Their products are backed by robust clinical studies, which they share on their website. Their vitamin C serum is like none other that. I've tried and I'm so serious about this. So the vitamin C serum is like none other that I've tried. And I think it's really because of the 20% concentration of vitamin C. You can really see a noticeable difference in the skin. I use it in the AM and PM right before my moisturizer. And it's one of those serums I cannot leave the house without or go to bed without. And I promise you guys, you will love it and see a noticeable difference. So you can use code BUMO at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. Visit matteroffact.com for more information. That is M A T T E R O F F A C T.com. And action. Hey, everyone. I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Nut Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely
1: loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene.
0: Kind of touching upon that with entertainment and music, isn't it fascinating how now kids are interested especially for us because we are korean and k-pop is such the mainstream now
1: Yeah,
0: it i don't know i'm so proud obviously for the korean culture because it's gotten so popular and mainstream Mm -hmm. and it's a way for them to identify themselves in kind of this mainstream media that everyone's talking about. Whereas before, I was obsessed with K-pop when I was in middle school and I literally had to hide my obsession with H.O.T., uh, S.E.S., uh-huh. like all these K-pop stars because yeah. I was embarrassed that people would find out that oh, I like K-pop. Liked oh. So when I look at Chloe, and she's, I mean, you know, Sometimes it's questionable because she's like, I like what they wear. And I'm like, oh, you can't wear that. <laughs> but it, it also makes me proud because yeah. I'm like, wow, Absolutely. we've come so far and our culture is now being represented yeah, and, and people are accepting it yeah. even through pop, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's been kind of cool to see. And her wanting to learn it, whether yeah. it be through BTS or Blackpink, yeah. because that is their language, right? Yeah. So I think that's a great way for kids that are maybe resisting it a little bit. Not that I've gotten this down completely because Chloe resists Korean a lot. And I don't know what it is. I think it's mainly because she feels like she knows Mandarin and that's enough for her. Oh, uh, okay.
1: And I'm like, no, So then no. how do you do how do you
0: do the Korean if grandpa's doing Mandarin? How do you guys approach Korean? Well, my mom, my mom's around a lot now. And so she speaks Korean to her. So I think she understands and picks it up, but she'll never speak it back to her because she doesn't really know it, nor does she have any interest in learning it. So that's been a little challenging for me with Chloe, my oldest. So my way has been exposing through shows and music that she likes. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, what are they saying? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that means I love you, like, yeah. saranghae, or, mm-hmm. you know, they're counting. And so I think sometimes if your child is resisting, think of like activities and things that they would normally like to do yeah. and introduce it to them in that, that way, way, right? Yeah, that's true. Whereas with Colette, she is like a sponge, maybe because she is younger. Um, she's in Bumo Brain language classes for Korean. So she does that twice a week. And she picks up on it. She knows the words and she's a lot more open to it compared to my oldest, which is kind of similar to your situation.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, that is that is interesting.
0: Yeah. But also another thing that I've heard, there's a few myths about bilingualism. Oh, yes. Yeah. Tell us. So, one of them that I've heard, which is I think we've all heard this, and something that I also was concerned about in the beginning is that bilingualism causes delays, speech delays. And I think a lot of parents do have concerns around that. But actually I did some research and there has been a lot of research around this. There's a lady named Annick D. Howard. She's a researcher in this field. And she talks specifically about this, how there's no scientific evidence to date that hearing two or more languages lead to delay at all. I think this is just a paranoia that parents have because we're so obsessed with milestones, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, my child needs to learn X amount of words mm-hmm. or speak X amount of, you know, things by month, I don't know, Yeah. 18, Yeah, right? they do have those milestones, yeah. But I think for the most part, it doesn't cause speech delay and... I mean, if anything, doesn't it? the research I was
1: reading was that it actually fires up your brain even faster to process information faster, to find more solutions, to let your brain have more capacity, if anything, you're actually just stimulating your brain more. Yeah,, yeah. I mean,
0: I believe that. I think I think how kids are able to figure this out is is they have a specific place. Like for instance, they're not going to be speaking all two languages or all three languages everywhere they go. They associate certain activities and certain people, people mm-hmm. right, with certain languages, yeah. and they almost compar- compartmentalize. I can I can never say that. Compartmentalize. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: a hard one. We can barely speak English. <laughs> I can barely speak English myself.
0: And they're able to do that, yeah. and kind of create their own roadmap. And not be confused. Because I think a lot of people think that it's going to cause confusion as well to kids.
1: Do people think that even now? Is that a myth now? I feel like that was a myth when I was starting 10 years ago. But I feel like it's been... Ch- yeah, I don't know. Is that yeah, maybe people not as now? much. I yeah. believe
0: that too. But yeah. that was like six years ago. Yeah. And I think you are just seeing a lot more diverse kids nowadays, yeah. right? Yeah. And people that are more cultured and they want their kids to learn more languages. Even at schools, like our school, I don't know about your school, they teach... Mandarin. Chloe loves it because she's like, it's the easiest class. everything.
1: (laughs) She knows it all. She's the best in the class. Yeah. I think for me, language is a lot about building relationships. For me, the reason why language has been so important is because in my family, being the only person that speaks all three languages Mm -hmm. has put me in a position to like be part of a lot of the healing in relationships Mm -hmm. with like my parents. For example, my dad's younger sister married a Japanese man in the 80s. Can you, wait, 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 wait. can you repeat
0: that? Repeat that. So
1: my dad's younger sister, uh huh, married, who's Korean, married a Japanese man huh. in the eighties, which is just something you do not do after really? just coming out of the war. Oh, yes. coming out of the war. Got exactly. it. Got it. Got it. Okay. I mean, it was bad enough if you married anybody outside of like the Korean race back then, but married like into a Japanese family was just bad. Yeah. And so a lot of that tie was broken in their family Mm. so then generation two comes my, my generation all the kids all of us want to stay connected right and so it was actually through language that we were able to get all the cousins together and then it was through me being able to speak Korean that my cousins and my and I could have a connection and also them speaking English. So it was a combination of them speaking English, and I'm in speaking Korean that we could then have a relationship that would, was broken in the first generation.
0: Was that hard for you in the beginning? or was that hard for me? I no. mean like
1: no because I don't have beef with my cousins. It was more like my dad's family had, had kind of rejected my auntie because she married a Japanese. got him. And yeah. they,
0: they only speak Korean and Japanese.
1: The kids, the kids speak Japanese and
0: English. Oh, Japanese and English. Got it. So because
1: I speak English, because see, my dad doesn't speak English. So then he, as an uncle, could not really build a relationship with his nieces. So I did it. When my father-in-law passed, the first person they sent to Korea to deal with hospital and funeral and burial things was me, because I'm kind of pretty much the only one that actually speaks Korean Mm -hmm. on my husband's side when it comes to the siblings. Like, they speak it, but... I'm more comfortable with it, yeah. So I was kind of the one to send to be sent out into the battle zone <laughs> to like handle that, you know. So yeah. for me, it has been really interesting to see how language has played such an important part in rebuilding relationships and building relationships across the board mm. because my family is kind of spread out everywhere, yeah. and that's why it's so important to me. It's so great that you're doing Mandarin and Korean. Mm-hmm. I felt the need to pick a language because I couldn't do both. Mm. I mean, you have you know your yeah. your mom and your father in law, but since I was handling all that, I had to pick one and I s- picked Spanish and people always ask me like, why would I pick Spanish if I'm ethnically Korean? Yeah. And for me, again, when I made that decision, it was just purely based on relationship, which I thought if my kids had to speak one extra language, it should be Spanish because of all yeah. my ties to Guatemala and my sister marrying a Guatemalan guy and like his whole family speaking only Spanish, not speaking English or Korean. Mm-hmm. So. For me, it's been more about that, making sure that, you know, if we have like some family reunion that people can communicate.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, your entire family, I mean, that one thread, I guess, including like your brother-in-law, they all speak Spanish. And so... Yes, right. I think...
1: And then on my husband's side, they all speak at least English. And yeah. most of them actually don't even speak Korean, which is, again, why I was sent to uh-huh. deal with the hospital and the burial. So in many ways, just based on relationships alone in our family, Spanish made sense, and so I just kind of skipped the Korean.
0: Well, another myth that I, I've i heard and I've come across a lot is that you have to be perfectly balanced if you're bilingual, and that's actually false. Oh, that's, yeah. That is… A complete unicorn, if you do find someone that is perfectly balanced between two languages, let mm-hmm. alone three, but even two, it's hard to find. There's always a dominant language. And the pressure of having to be perfect at both language, it, it just needs to go out the window. Like you don't have to, even for me, right? I consider myself bilingual and my Korean is horrible, right? But I could understand it. I could speak basic, basic things. I could actually write, surprisingly, and I could read everything. Okay,
1: yeah, yeah phonetically so, you know it. Yeah. So for
0: me, I am bilingual, but I'm not even close to perfect. So I think a lot of people they get intimidated by the fact mm. that, okay, if I'm gonna do this, I have to do this all the fluently. way through. Fluently. Yeah, and that's not the point. Oh yeah, no. That's not the yeah. point. I at least have that thread of if I want or that base of if I want to go to Korea. On my own I could survive and yeah I could do things right just have the foundation and then you can figure it out yeah yeah and you know language is it should be more of a tool versus like something that you have to feel like you have to perfect all the time
1: mm. yeah. It's all math. yeah
0: yeah yeah so for me even though the girls for my girls they're not going to be anywhere close to being fluent in Korean. I just want them to understand the basics, yeah. even if it's a being song.
1: Yeah, just that's great. Because sometimes it's just the ear, really. Like, you're giving them at least the sounds for them yeah. to understand and have their brain process it. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I I think that is... That takes the pressure off of you.
1: And that makes me feel better, too, because, like I said, I have definitely dropped the ball the past couple of years. Oh, balls again. Oh, boy. <laughs> <We> <laughs> but, can't get away but, from that word. But I hope to reintroduce it or just do, be more consistent with it? Because I think you're right. I think the goal is to kind of look at your kid maybe when they're 18 or 22 and they want to take three months and do an internship in Barcelona or something or a summer away and then they can have some some understanding of the language and yeah. they can navigate themselves to the country.
0: That's a big part of what I want to do when yeah. I raise the girls and as they get a little, a little older is actually introduce their culture properly and be able to go to Korea or for them Taiwan with their dad for like a whole summer, right? So they could really be immersed in it and make it like a consistent thing. I mean, that's a dream in my head. of like, oh, let's go to Korea every summer and go <laughs> it's to- It's my dream
1: too. Yeah, we should do it. <laughs> let's go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they they could go, I don't know, their Korean camps and we could go get our skincare. Korea
1: is so well set up for moms.
0: I mean, they have nailed it. We should do an episode on just like Korean parenting, oh, like the yeah. setup there. Yeah, it's cool. It's good. pretty incredible. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah.
1: for a certain population, obviously. All right. Should we take our lunch break? I have some. What do you have for lunch? I mean, I think it's delicious and healthy. You know, I've been on a health kick. I bought the jujubes the other day. Yes. I both love them, by the way. They're so good. I picked up some bone broth for you. I had some on the way over. It is, and I love it because this store puts it in a latte cup.
0: Oh, this is bone broth in a coffee cup. Yeah. (laughs) I am obsessed. Okay. So is it? What are the benefits of bone broth? I'm going to try drinking this. I'm going to let oh. you know how it tastes. Oh, Thank yeah. you for Tell my lunch. Me. I don't have lunch for It's you. so sorry. good.
1: Oh, it's fine. I had the tuna sandwich the other day. Bone broth. The benefits. Oh, my God. It's
0: amazing. It's really
1: good. And it's warm. It's good for winter. Oh, my God. I'm just going to take this off
0: and I'm just going to drink it straight. Oh, yeah. It's you don't need the lid. so good.
1: I mean, it tastes general-
0: like Korean bone broth. I think
1: it is. I, I mean, it's it's you cook the bone for 18 hours. Which is so good.
0: And I love that they serve. It's so LA. Mm. Let me serve you (laughs) bone broth in In a coffee coffee cup. Yeah. And it probably has a million like benefits.
1: It does. I mean, collagen, gelatin, you know, for your joints, for skin, for osteoporosis, to support weight loss. Not like you're trying to lose weight, but to fill you up with good things. So so when you're hungry, like today, I know you're always running around. Um, for digestion. I mean, it's just. I love that
0: there's a little spice in it. Too. Yeah, they put the
1: cayenne a little oh, bit. It has cayenne yeah, cayenne in it. Yeah, Sun Life does a really good one. I mean, they all have them now, like Creations has it too, and they yeah, no just make it at home they too. They give it no, too. see, Sun Life okay. does it in a coffee cup. They and make I'm it like, so
0: convenient. The fact that I don't have to sit down and drink. Take a spoon. Bone out. Broth. Yeah. Take a spoon now, mm-hmm. because that just messes everything up. I don't have time to sit down and eat. So, this, I mean, thank you, Sun Life Organics.
1: So good, so good. Okay, iron, which I know both of us need a ton of, fatty acids, zinc, magnesium. I mean, it just it has everything.
0: I mean, yeah. bone broth is the one broth that Korean people are We've been always drinking, forever. Drink. and mainly, especially the women, they talk about how it's so good for your skin, the collagen and the joints. It, your joints, and it's just an ancient remedy, miracle broth, miracle yeah. broth. I'm and glad it's just that soothing. America has caught on to this stuff because <laughs> yeah. it's really good. I'm glad that we both experience it also, in a coffee cup.
1: I know. That's that's new, and I really like that. But I did. I, I even went to the farmer's market a few, maybe like a year ago, and they were selling it there too. Some lady was just making broth from her home and then would bring it to the farmer's yeah. market and sell it.
0: Okay. So I have something for you. I'm what not sure. That? Do you drink caffeine? You do, I, right?
1: I'm addicted to coffee. Okay. I'm from Guatemala.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. So- My thing is all about convenience. Uh Because sometimes when I get my coffee, I don't even freaking drink it because I'm just so busy. And by the time I drink it, it's cold and it's gross. Mm. Right? I mean, that's a mom life for you. All day. All day. But I need my caffeine fix. And I'm not talking about just getting my coffee in the morning just to get that kind of Uh, smell and, you know, my senses go. I'm talking about when you're really tired and you actually need coffee, right? So these are, it's literally called the most convenient coffee ever. That's what it's (laughs) called. Uh It's by a brand called Coba, C-O-B-A, and one tiny bar. So for those of you that can't see this, it's literally like a Kit Kat, it's half of a Kit Kat bar. Uh And one bar equals one cup of coffee. So I'm going to give one to you. Okay. Why don't you open it? Does it have any sugar? Um. Let's see. I'm not sure. It
1: contains milk. Okay.
0: Milk, soy, peanuts, and tree nuts. Oh, interesting. I don't know if it you do- need coffee right now, but it literally looks like just a piece of chocolate.
1: Yeah, it does. And Like a Hershey's bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's delicious. It's so good,
0: right? It's like coffee chocolate. It's coffee chocolate and Mm. It has the same amount of caffeine as one cup of coffee.
1: One bar equals one cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. It definitely has sugar, and it definitely has milk. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is convenient.
0: Now look, I'm done with my cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: say. It says the future of coffee.
0: I mean, sorry, hope I mean, to but I think I'm, it'll never replace, replace a sipping, nice yeah. hot coffee. Right. Just that experience, but... Oh, it's really good. So good. So that is my lunch for you. Mm, Thank you. Bone broth and a coffee bar. All right, guys, it is here. The holidays are just around the corner. I mean, I cannot believe it. And I promised myself this year that I'm going to get ahead of everyone else and actually enjoy the holidays for what it is than worrying about last minute gifts. I mean, trust me, I've been there and done that too many times. Holidays are all about coming together with our loved ones and taking an active role in creating magic for the season. And I'm a true believer that memories are created from doing things instead of buying things. So whether it's cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or kneading holiday cookie dough creating these things together actually create the memories for the holidays. Sure, we can buy ornaments, but isn't building your own so much more awesome? So this year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a little more hands-on, which I love. And of course, all while learning a thing or two along the way. So as you guys know, I've been talking about KiwiCo for a while now. My daughters and I have been using it for many, many months now, and we are obsessed. I mean, I've kind of lost track of how many boxes that we've done, but we still cannot get enough. And the most recent one that I did with my daughter, Chloe, was a pinball machine crate. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And she was just so astonished by the end of the project. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We played with angles and momentum and the look on Chloe face when she finished the project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own with, of course, a little help from me, but it's a prized possession in her room now. No one can touch it. It's like on the top corner of her shelf. We also just got the walking robot crate, which we are so excited about to try. I love that Kiwiko allows kids to become so proud of their own creation and really value the process. So your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every single month. And I promise you guys, the day that the box arrives, that will be their favorite day of the month. I mean, at least it is for my kids. And you'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. So this holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BOOMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BOOMO. B-U-M-O. B-U-M-O. So
1: I was talking earlier that language has been so important because it has be- helped deepen and heal relationships in my family. But I also get free guacamole at Chipotle.
0: <laughs> the benefits. What, the okay, benefits. please tell me what you say exactly to get your free guacamole. Buenos because dias. I, I want to get free guacamole. Okay, so if
1: you want to go to Chipotle and get free guacamole, because if not, it costs $3. Mm. And, you know, we all want to save at least a few bucks. If you you go, buenos dias. Buenos dias. Me da el bol de pollo número cuatro, and then you just start talking in Spanish because as an Asian person speaking Spanish, they they look at you. They're confused. They don't know if it's a prank. They're surprised. They're amused. (laughs) They don't think it's a a prank. (laughs) They don't know. They're a little confused at first because also I speak it with no accent, right? It's not like I learned it in high school, you know. So. And then after they're amused and surprised and I can say all the ingredients, like, un poco de, de, de arroz, un poco de frijoles, me pone salsa, no la, no la salsa picante. You know, so once you start all that, they're like, oh, this this lady actually speaks Spanish, you know. And then they feel really comfortable and then they tell jokes, they ask you where you're from. So it's like a really fun dynamic. I feel really good about that. And then at the end, they sort of always offer me the free guacamole because they feel like I'm one of them.
0: Oh, god, So I can't just say a few words and... They'll give it to me. I I have will, to have I'll a, write the speech for you. I don't think... But I don't have a Spanish accent. Let's see. Let's hear it. Hola. Como estas? <laughs> Muy bien. Uh, Quiero... Oh, Me llamo... Me llamo Chrisel. Nailed it. Free yeah. guacamole. Okay, you, free got guacamole. It. you got it. But I would imagine as a full Asian woman... Like you, you look full Asian, you are full I Asian. Am Asian. Yeah, You must get that a lot. A lot. Especially here in California, because there's a lot of Spanish speaking people.
1: One day I was, my sister came to visit me when I was at UCLA. We got in an elevator together, the two of us, and we were just, you know, waiting to get to our floor. Speaking of Spanish? No, no, no. We were just waiting. Oh, okay. And then two Latino guys came into the elevator. And they were like checking us out. <laughs> and speaking to each other? It, but in Spanish, to each other. Like, I
0: understood that. Yeah, you
1: understood that. And so they were just talking about us, just whatever. And then my sister and I just we just smirked and looked at each other. We didn't say anything. We wanted to see how, like, how much more they, they what else they said. Vicious. And then it's just no. As we, as we left the elevator, we replied to them in Spanish. What did you and say? Just, I don't remember, but we just said, I think we said, "Thank you, that's so sweet." Or like, because they were just complimenting us, uh-huh. and it wasn't, you know, it was just they were just being boys. And then I think we turned around, like as the doors were closing, just like a dramatic movie scene, <laughs> and just said, "Thank you."
0: Have you ever had someone? Talking crap about you in Spanish?
1: Not necessarily talking crap, but I do remember I was waiting for a, a valet car and the valet for, guy, for whatever reason, was having a cranky day and was just taking it out on my ticket. Uh-huh. And so I do remember him like being upset about that, not realizing that. Maybe he thought I was being impatient or something and not realizing that I could understand everything he was saying to his coworker. Mm-hmm. And then at the end I was I also kind of just called him out. I didn't call him out, but I I, I revealed that I could speak Spanish and I just laugh about it, you know.
0: That's so yeah. awesome. That's pretty awesome to have that tool. Well, my story, my funny story is actually not beneficial, kind of like <laughs> getting free guacamole or guys then checking what's me the point? out. But I actually don't even know if this has anything to do with language, but my mom being protective of us. So my mom, she didn't want us to learn certain ling- certain words in Korean, right? Like she didn't want us to learn what vagina was in Korean. Uh-huh. So she would make up fake words. Uh-huh. So she would say... <gasps> she would... She would name it something else. And for the longest time, like still up until maybe I was 32 years old, that's what I thought it was called. <laughs> I thought it was called bongji.
1: My oh, mom was like, oh, it's uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: And like, she's always like, oh, wa- wipe your bongji. Like as a kid, like that means wipe your vagina, mm-hmm. like to me in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to Lynette one day and I was trying to describe it mm-hmm. and I was trying to speak to her in Korean. And she's like, "Bongji, what is that? And I was like, you know, that area. She's like, you mean poji? I, I think that's what it's called, right? And I was like, what? I felt like I got scammed for 30 years. Like, I was so in shock that I didn't learn certain words a proper way in my own language. And so I had this huge confrontation with my mom. I was like, Oma, why did you lie to me about these? Where she's like, because you're just so little, and I'm like, I'm not little anymore. I'm 30 years old. That's also another reason why people should learn a second language yeah. when you can, so you can learn the pr- proper words. But that's funny, your mom. I know my mom, but yeah. So my my language, my Korean language is I don't know what's real and what's fake at this yeah. point.
1: Like I mean, like help yourself like uh, that's this is the big thing is like you know do the movies do the the music another one that i always do is like find a friend that like also speaks that language yeah but consistency really is the best and kind of going back to your myth that it doesn't you know, I don't have to be fluent that's yeah. not like the goal yeah. yeah how has bumo helped yeah you stay consistent yeah yeah
0: so with Colette, she's been doing the Boomo Brain classes online, which has been really good for her. She Again, as I mentioned earlier, she does have an interest and is open to learning different things and subjects and languages. So naturally, I just plugged her into the Bumo uh, Life classes, and that's been really good for her. She's been doing these classes for about six months now, and she really, really enjoys it. I think at least for Colette, Bumo Brain has been really fun for her because one, she gets the same teacher every single time. Two, she recognizes her classmates. It's really small class sizes. It's about five kids in there. And they just make it super interactive. So through songs and music and through kind of dance moves, they'll do all of that in Korean. And it just feels like a fun play date for her. And that's been working really well for us for at least for uh, Colette on the learning Korean. Yeah. I
1: yeah. think that's so great because I think the biggest thing with me is to be consistent, mm-hmm. is to keep doing it, keep giving them the lessons, the access, the books and the, and the classes. So that's so good. I, I would say, you know, if I could go back five years, I would, you know, remind myself to stay consistent with the language because I think it's, it's so good for them. Just really opens up their brain, yeah. connect with other people, relate to other people, other cultures, you know, I, you know, I'm reminding myself to continue to use tools like watch movies or cartoons in English or Korean. Now, like or like that was a whole thing where everybody was watching Bororo in Korean and then the songs. And if you can, sometimes I've done playdates with friends who also speak Spanish. Mm. And so then have them, I mean, they mostly divert to English, but like at least introduce them and say, hey, like so-and-so also speaks Spanish. Like a friend in Sofia's soccer class, um, She speaks Spanish. They're from Argentina. So then like I have them, you know, at least connect and let Sofia know that it's normal that other people do speak Spanish and it's really fun. So that's been really good. And just remember that it's not about being fluent, but just establishing a foundation for the kids.
0: Yeah. I love that. Again, just like taking the pressure off. It's Mm. not about like forcing it down their throat so everything's perfect it's yeah. just having that base yeah building that base for them yeah so thank you everyone for tuning in today i hope that you guys enjoyed it we would love to hear from you if you guys want to dm us whether it be our personal you can find sarah at mama son and myself at Christelle Lin or message us at boomer parent We love hearing kind of your feedback and what you guys loved about the episode. It really inspires and encourages us to continue to to do a good job and gives us more ideas. So just DM us. We would love to hear from you. And also, if you could leave a review, we would love you forever. Please, 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 please. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you, so please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast and we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Brain on Instagram.